Welcome to episode 11 of the AV Geeks Assemble podcast. I am Andrew and I'm once again your host this week. With me this week to speak to our guests are Ben. Hello. Martin. Hello. And Mike. Hello. How are you chaps? You all right? Yeah, I can't mind. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone can relate to that one in the UK today. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, so before we introduce our guest, who's on screen at the moment, um, we just want to emphasise once again that our opinions are entirely our own, and that does also go for any of our guests, either today or in the future. So now that's out of the way, it is time for our guests to join us on this flight. We're still not quite sure on the destination, but we'll see where it goes. So with us today is full-time aviation photographer Rich. Rich Cooper, how are you, mate? I'm really well, thanks. It's great to be here. Can't yeah, wait. no, it's a pleasure to have you, mate. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I love it. I love engaging anything to do with aviation photography, or aviation and photography, anything, all the time, anytime. It's all good in my book, so bring it on. I, yeah, I think we can uh, all believe that quite a bit. <laughs> Obviously, we'll get into... You've got to make time for it, don't you? you? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like any, anything that's going on. It's the only time I get up early in the morning as well, <laughs> aviation and photography, so... Yeah. Well, to be fair, the passion, it bleeds through and it's easy yes. to see totally you know, right. with, yeah. with everyone, yourself and everyone else that we've spoken to, everyone in here now, it's easy to see the passion is there. Um, but yeah, no, so thank you for joining us. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into aviation photography. Yeah, sure. So as you said, I'm very fortunate to be one of the only full-time aviation photographers in, kind of in the world, really. There's not many of us around. It's, it's quite a hard industry to do full-time. So I spread it around a bit. I've do a lot of other different things within the aviation photography industry. And obviously right now I'm, I'm head of COAP, Centre of Aviation Photography. Um, that's my full-time job. And primarily that was all about traveling the world and doing these amazing events and experiences wherever we went. But uh, that that uh, <laughs> obviously took a turn for the worst around about February last year. Yeah. Um, so I run, run car up in a very different way now. It's, it's, it's membership based and entertainment and training based now. So that's kind of where it's at now. But I, I actually go back a long time, like when I was just seven years old, I picked up a camera. Um, so my dad was a photographer, still is, still going strong, bless him. And uh, he was a, a, a freelance photographer and, and journalist actually on, on military aviation in this country. And it was 1982, in fact, Farnborough 82, that I, he gave me one of his cameras for the first time. And I tell you, the world was such a different place there, you know, the, the, in terms of the access and the lack of security and all, it had millions of different reasons. It, it was so different. But when dad was able to go out on assignment, he'd, he'd be able to take me with him, you know, and, and I, I wanted to become an RAF photographer. That was my, when I grow up, you know, I want to be an RAF photographer. And uh, I, that was my goal after sort of working with, dad and sort of shadowing dad in these amazing things we used to go on I, I remember going on holiday up to like Scotland and stuff and staying in some B&Bs and that and just literally ringing up Lucas and you know my dad not myself be a bit weird you know you know just like I've, you know we're here on holiday um can we come in and spend the day with triple one squadron phantoms in the has site at Lucas and they, they're like yeah sure you know and he said you know um, my son wants to join the RAF as a photographer. Is it right if he tags along? And they're like, yeah, of course, bring him in. But can't wait. And that was it. It was like literally the day before you'd ring up and yeah. that was possible. So a little bit crazy, but um, just opportunities like that uh, actually then led to my first ever photograph being published when I was just 11. So I mean, it was actually from, from that visit I just, just said about. It was uh, Trip One Squadron had just added some new markings to the, to 
phantom and uh, photograph that coming out of a has and sent it into Aviation News and they used it, you know, it's kind of like, so this schoolboy taking a, a show and tell kind of thing, taking a magazine and with uh, a name in print and seeing it in Smiths and on uh, in, the, in the news agent shelves. You know, when I was a paper boy, you know, <laughs> and seeing my, my name in print in the magazine it was ridiculous. That was just absolutely insane. I, and I tell you, that, that feeling hasn't actually left me either. I, I still get that now. You know, I'm not a paper boy anymore, but <laughs> I still get a buzz from going into Smiths and seeing my name in print and seeing a, you know, a, a final result and achievement of, of, of lots of people's hard work and teamwork, getting it together and then seeing something uh, actually tangible from that is it's just it's just awesome it's kind of what keeps me going now so um I, i've developed that into sort of freelance stuff so i was um traveling uh well obviously i tried to get in the RAF first but then it hit at a time when the uh, the RAF first cutbacks really started to hit the personnel so they couldn't actually take me in any any drafts for quite some time to, to go in there any intakes so i went and worked in a camera shop and learned a lot about different camera systems. This was uh, sort of early 90s. So the autofocus was just coming in, you know. <laughs> when most of us were born in college, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned a lot about the different manufacturers and the way they worked and also kind of helping me to understand difficult customers. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a, just left school, you know, so I didn't go in the RAF, didn't go to college, didn't go to university, nothing. I was purely set on being an RF photographer. So I just decided to do the kind of education through life really, and start to travel out a little bit more. I worked really closely with Jamie, Jamie Hunter, and we synced our days off. He worked at Heathrow at the time as a baggage handler. I worked in a camera shop and we both synced Thursdays off so we could go and do you know, spotting trips, photography trips, whatever. I did a bit of number collecting and standing outside fences and all the old exercises and stuff. It was just epic. I mean, those, that, that mid nineties period for all that is just like such a heyday of, of aviation, wasn't it? So uh, I really enjoyed that and also found I could write. So as I was sending these shots in, I could write the captions again with a bit of my guidance from my dad. And uh, I, I was, we went start traveling a bit further abroad, going over to the States a couple of times a year. And at that, at that time as well, the, the US Air Forces and uh, military, so the, the Navy and the Marines were going through the BRAC program, Base Realignment and Closure. So we were in the thick of all these changes what, that we were seeing. And so I decided to write about it and a magazine took it. And I was like, okay, well, this is, this is working. This is gonna work. I can, I can do this. The, the photographs are cool. I'm, I'm enjoying finding out the information. Uh, I'm enjoying writing about it and putting it together as a package and yeah, then submitting it to a magazine. So that then continued for quite a few years up until about um, 1998, I think it was, when I was actually on, uh, on, on an assignment um, for, a, for a weekly news magazine. And I bumped into the editor of Aircraft Illustrated, rest in peace, <laughs> a classic magazine, you know, just real fond memories of, of AI. And I bumped into the editor, Alan Burney, smashing chap, and we got on like a house on fire and uh, he needed a, a, an assistant. And I remember going for the interview and uh, it wasn't anything. <laughs> the interview consisted of what, what music do you like? That was it. That was it. Just nice. music for like an hour. Yeah. Uh, even if not longer. And uh, anyway, I got got the job. So I don't know what what that says about my music taste. But um, <laughs> so I joined joined the staff of Aircraft Illustrated uh, in 1998, and spent 10 years. Then uh, I became editor of Combat Aircraft Magazine, the world's largest mag, uh, aviation mag. 
and uh, obviously Aircraft Illustrated grew to one of Europe's biggest and best until it died of death um, towards the, the in the 2000s. And uh, yeah, that was an amazing period just to be able to doing, to having a, a full-time job doing something you absolutely love and also challenges you at the same time. It was hard putting together two mags every month, you know, uh, on the deadlines and the production process and everything else. That was pretty tough, but so enjoyable. And uh, I, I, in 2008, after 10 years of that, I then went and did something totally different, literally a world away from aviation. I actually ran a youth charity. I was doing like anger management stuff and teen pregnancy stuff and mentoring and um, social enterprise and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was pretty cool, pretty cool time, but totally out of aviation. But it, um, it never leaves you, right? You know, we talked earlier just before we started about the passion that's inside of you. And I think once you've got that bug, you've got it, you know? So it never really left me, even though I was doing something so different and stopped doing aviation for a while. Uh, and then after a few years of that, I then left that industry and, and just did everything freelance. So I did freelance youth work. I did freelance photography, freelance this, freelance that, everything, and just, just made life work in a very interesting and dynamic way, <laughs> very interesting times. Um, and I, I then started falling back on something that I developed when I was at the magazines. I, I, I built something called the Aviation Photo Club in the early 2000s. And that, that was born from me being editor of a magazine and going out to squadrons and experiencing life on this unit and building up relationships there but also realizing that uh, I was in a really privileged position to be able to do that and see that. So I, I was able to ask the units that I built a relationship with if I could bring the readers of my magazine along with me if, if to, on a return visit. So I'd go out and hit a unit, do the report, publish the mag, send it over and say, look, people are loving this. Can I bring some of my readers out to see it in real life? And again, 2000s, you know, mid 2000s, very different world. And it was, it was, it was possible. So I started taking you know, coach loads of, of readers over to all these military air bases to, to witness all these amazing types of aircraft that we lost in the early 2000s, you know, the, the classic aircraft type. So that, uh, that principle then uh, reared its head again in 2015. So I'm now uh, out of everything, doing everything freelance, but people were asking again for that kind of like opportunity to get up close and operational with, with aircraft all over the world from a photographic point of view. So the world had obviously turned digital by then as well. I went digital in 2005. So I really felt like I had a lot to better give into the photography industry uh, and hobby um, as, as I had done in the mid 2000s. You know, I've developed digital, I still was doing the writing and freelance and press photography and everything else. So I thought, okay, let's, let's roll with it. And that's where the co-op uh, thing was born. <laughs> so, uh, myself and Steve Comba, my right-hand man, we, we set up uh, co-op in 2015 and that ran until early 2020 and then the world pushed pause. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, crazy times. <laughs> what a journey. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's really good insight, actually. Yeah. But obviously, it's quite nice because you can see the catalyst, like what it was that basically got you to where you are now, which was that shot getting published at 11 years old. Mm. Yeah, that like, was really special. How, how, obviously, what, did, what was that like at the time, at that age? How, what, what was the feeling like? Uh, so, so it's still got it now. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's just amazing. I think, I think part of my 
what makes me tick now is 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 creating an end result you know yeah so it's is putting together all of the effort in terms of arranging something going out and doing that thing then processing and editing that thing and put it packaging it together and then having an end result so and you know that end result might be completely different from one shoot to the next it might just be a picture on the wall or it might be uh you know a, a full magazine or it might be a couple of pictures or it might be a book you know it, it just whatever it doesn't matter or it might just be a couple of nice pictures on my facebook whatever yeah. <laughs> i just love going that full circle from from shoot from concept to to reality really yeah yeah no that's cool that's really good insight um but uh i mean <laughs> it's funny because next thing that we've got is um to get to know you a little bit more Cool. And for that, we're going to be doing one of our little games. Um, yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, <laughs> yeah, before we started recording, I did say, thankfully this time, no disrespect to the other guys, <laughs> but we've got a couple of people that are a little bit better at this game than and me. I'm dreadful at this game. So we're doing 20 <laughs> questions, Rich. Okay. Um, so I essentially, essentially, you should hopefully have your favourite ever airframe ready in your head. Yeah. Um, and yeah. We're going to go around and we're going to ask a question each, yes or no question. I think, then, I think the favourite one gives it away straight away. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I honestly generally thought about like really messing messing with you guys and coming up with something totally random. Yeah. I, I can't do that. Can't. <laughs> it might be a really short, short game, this one, because it is... Yeah. It's pretty obvious. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Go on. But what we'll do, so we'll go in um, <laughs> we'll we'll go in the order that I've got on my screen. So we'll go okay. Martin first. Um, I'll then go Ben and then Mike. You guys happy with that? Yep. Yeah. Um, right. I'm also going to keep tabs on what question we're up to. So if we see me looking down, <laughs> I'm not I'm not on my phone. Um, but yeah. Um, Martin, fire away. Question number one. Was this plane built in America? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I might have been in my second favourite. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up. So no. Maybe <laughs> the shortest version of twenty questions I think we've ever had. <laughs> Two questions. <laughs> All right. So it was built in the US, right? Yeah. Um, is it a fixed-wing aircraft? It is. It is. Ben. Was it ever exported? Many times. Mike? <laughs> Is it Air Force? US Air Force. Say again, Mike, Sarah? The US Air Force. Yeah, they had them, absolutely. Uh, is your favourite place to photograph this aeroplane in Southeast Asia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, uh, I'm sure a couple of you have got it already, but it, for me, I'm already sat here going, Oh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> where do I go from Southeast Asia? <laughs> is this aircraft still flying today? Yeah, it is. Okay, Ben, um, is it currently? On your wall behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear. Mike. Oh, Come on, Mike, finish it off. Like <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want Andrew to get it because I think one of the only countries that's still flying it is his home country. Oh. Possibly. Ooh. I'm gonna look wrong. Okay, so what's what's am I going for a guess? 
Yeah, I think yeah, so. Is it the F4 Phantom? Yes, mate. Hey. I can't believe it. I got one. <laughs> well done. Oh, right. I, thought, I was expecting the questions to, does it begin with PH? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the second he said, because obviously I was thinking um, Hellenic Air Forces at the minute, obviously F-16s, Mirage 2000 still, I believe, and obviously F-4s. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, so obviously, you continue. What what is it about the F four that's made it your favourite ever airframe? Well, I think there's it, well, so many things really. Uh, the smoke <laughs> for a start. I mean, I love smoky jets. I love anything smoky actually. But, uh, <laughs> classic airliners, you know, old props, anything that, that's that's smoky. I guess from having been around it so long, so much that there's not many light left now, is there? That jets that smoke so yeah. nf4 is still smoky just about uh, not all nations have have that variant of the engine uh that smokes so you know it's still pretty precious but there's that, <laughs> yeah. the up, upturned wings there's the the slab sides of it it's the double cockpit um there's the nose variations there's the the, the camouflage they wear there's you know mm. just the fact it's a two crew airplane two engines massive burners yeah. Uh, the sound of them. I mean, literally ev everything. And that, one of my favourite things about that is actually with, I was working in um, Vitmans with uh, the, the last Phantom squadron up there. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the, the Phantoms always taxi with their cockpits open, the canopies up. Yeah. So regardless of, you know, and Vitmans pretty rubbish weather, northern Germany, you know, generally raining and cloudy and everything else. And we just said to them, you know, why, why, why do, you, do you taxi with the, the canopy canopies up? And, you know, it's, pouring with rain and everything else. Why why'd you do it? Why'd you taxi with them up? And they just said, because we can. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it's just the epitome. How many how many aircraft nowadays taxi with the canopies up? You know, it's it's, it's just rare. cool. It's just the epitome of cool. And it's yeah. so slab and you think you've got to be a real, you know, I'll probably get in trouble, but you know what I mean. You've got to be a, a an old school pilot to be able to fly those things as well. So yeah. Proper flying. <laughs> yeah it's it's a shame that we don't get to see them display as much now as yeah right you know, what we used yeah. to i mean i think the last time i think i ever saw a phantom do a a display of any sort or even flying into the uk was fair for 2007 oh was it really right back, okay, back yeah, when i was yeah. with the um was it the air cadets and we, and we mm -hmm. were came in we're in there for the week while they were setting up and we saw the two hellanic ones come in nice and like nice. you said they they put on a show, they came in, puffed out a little bit of black smoke and then yeah. just swapped it, gear up, and went straight up. And Fantastic. we were in awe of them. Yeah, that's we cool. like, yeah. Wow. Um, not, not many aircraft give you that much of an impression on the first sight. You know, no, it's, no, it's just awesome. And I mean, I was still, I mean, I'm trying to think how back. I must have been 14, 15 at the time. Now, to see and hear something like that, I literally. Jaw was on the floor, and I was just like, yes. damn, that's yeah. impressive. That, yeah, brilliant. No, that's it. And you'll never forget it either. No. You get it with a PH, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to be honest, I don't think I've ever actually seen a Phantom fly. I've seen them on Stafford. Um, I might possibly have seen them on holiday in Greece, maybe, but they're usually so high up. Obviously, you can tell it's a fighter, but I can never, you know, they're that high up. You're there like, yeah, sure, <laughs> um, sure. but I've never actually seen it. it. Is one of those that it would be great to see fly, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, I was, I don't want to say I was late to the air show game, but 
I wasn't going in like sort of 2007, so that might have something to do with it. But yeah, uh, yeah, they're only going to get rarer as well, aren't they? That's maybe? it. Yeah, it's, it's like the one that I'm... sorry, go on. Yeah, Japan finished now, haven't they? And they were yeah. a oh, okay. prolific operator. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was, okay. Uh, that was last year um, during COVID, unfortunately, so no one could sort of go and say goodbye to them as uh, and shed a few tears. But um, yeah, the, the Japanese color schemes are yeah. probably one of the best color schemes I've ever seen on an aircraft throughout history. I mean, to go from like digital blue camo and digital green to full scale samurai with blossoms on art. Yeah. They are incredible the way they painted them up. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah there's a real art to them over there. There's something about them, right? It, it, there's, um, there's a number of factors, actually. I think the squadron markings are always awesome over there. Yeah. You know, we, we're often quite bereft of those over here, aren't we? You know, everything's yeah. going low vis and everything else, but <laughs> such colourful squadron markings uh, on, on the jets. And also the fact that you can you can quite get quite close to them over in Japan. Um, yeah. You know, they, 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 it's a very different basing policy and the way it all works over there is quite different security-wise and that. But uh, And also the, the pace of operations, you know, uh, obviously not right towards the end. It was a pretty skeleton fleet that was left towards the end. But, you know, it wouldn't be unusual to see like, you know, 10 F4s being launched in the space of like 10 minutes. You know, it's just it was just ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Ramps just full of them. It was magic so yeah japan's always got something special about it no doubt about it yeah i think i saw someone um on instagram recently that went on a spotting trip out there i can't remember who it was mm -hmm. but the way like you say that they're set up for spotters yeah it almost comes across really accommodating like yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's as long as everyone's you know keeping each other's distance and not in the way and as long as you're being safe and clean it's like you're really sort of welcomed and it looks amazing yeah, very much so. And that's that what you just said there also describes the Japanese as a people as well, you know, as a, as a, yeah. as a culture, you know, it all goes hand in hand. It's, uh, it's amazing. Love so is, is that, um, is Japan, have you been there a few times then, I'm assuming? Yeah, not, not quite as many as my, my, my man Steve that we do the trips with. Steve's on, I think, 24. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm double digits, but not, not that level. Um, it's, obviously it's, I know we've still got COVID going on but have you yeah. got plans to head back out anytime yeah, soon? Yeah definitely yeah we, we were desperately trying to get out there to see those last phantoms you know yeah. there was a, a couple of occasions there's sort of this date and this date and this date as we've all lived through you know just yeah. waiting mm. for that, that time and hoping there's, there's something on the horizon there but never happened so That's but yeah in terms of return you know Japan had F4s and very lucky to be able to, to, to be able to see and shoot those quite prolifically but it's not all about F4s over there you know the country the food the culture yeah uh, it, it's just everything it's an amazing place to visit and the people are, are incredible uh, you know and they've still got great jets everywhere else and everything you know in all those colours and squadron markings and the access is still is, is good and yeah, yeah it's a wicked place to go yeah no it's good because obviously obviously this isn't aviation related but something that a lot of people have seen that will prove this point it's like every time they're in a, a world cup or something like that and yeah. after the game you see all of their fans staying behind to clean up after themselves oh, it's, it's, it's so japanese amazing <laughs> to see isn't it you know because it's not often you see that and it's like they just leave the place spotless yeah, yeah. No, so it's, I can only imagine if there's anything like, you know, a small glimpse of it like that, it must be amazing to be out there. They're amazing people. Yeah.
Oh, class. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, no, cheers for that. And again, another great insight into your favourite airframe and why. Um, <laughs> I should have done number two, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to know what number two was? Or are you saying? Uh, MiG-29, actually. What's that? MiG-29. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I was going to say the... Uh... The Nighthawk, the F117. Yeah, it's right. I oh, do. Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> I threw the swerve ball in there a little bit. Damn. I'm right. I tell you what. Let's just do it. Ah, I don't quick. know. <laughs> uh, very quick one off the bat. Yeah. Everyone else, Martin. What's your favourite ever airframe? Ever. Ever. Oh, uh, tornado. Tornado. Ben. What's the choice. Well, Mark, Martin's just said mine, so right. uh, that spoils that. Um, GR4 me, or F3? Uh, GR4. Yeah, GR4. In, in its prime, yeah. it's loaded. So GR1 era, GR4 era? What are we going for in its prime? GR4. Okay. When it was when it was at its absolute best. Yeah, sweet. Um, I would I would go for an old classic, and I'd go for a Merlin powered Spitfire. Nice. Okay. Just nothing nothing beats that sound of a. A Spitfire giving it full beans down the runway, nice and low. Just oh, mate, every time at work, I have to stop and watch. No matter what, I get abused for it every time. Mate, fair enough. Though. Just can't help yeah. it. I don't think I'd get any work done at that point. I <laughs> no, same. Be able to do yeah, mate, I don't. It's like 20, 25, 30 times a day sometimes. I just stop. Oh. Like, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, how about you? I'm going to have to be really boring and say Tornado, because I grew up on the doorstep of Coningsby and it's the, set, the soundtrack to my childhood. Oh. But I'll, I'll probably go with GR1, because... Okay, a classic. That's the era I grew up in, you know. Uh, desert of Pink, Desert Storm. Storm stuff. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Good effort. Well, I'm going to... This is going to basically seem really sort of basic of me, but I can't help it. For me, still, I've never seen one static. I've never seen one flying. The only other time I've seen one, F-14 Tomcat for me, favourite ever, I think. Yeah, I, I've never even seen one, but there's something about that aircraft, not even just from the film, just something about every time I see a picture or video of that aircraft, I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I'll never um, make one like that again. I, I know, I know. Okay. It's, if I could have three number twos. <laughs> <laughs> One and seven, probably. <laughs> My favourite yeah. flying one that isn't a very popular opinion nowadays. I, I personally, I love the F thirty five, but I know that's not a. Someone has to. joking. <laughs> they have a lot of things to say Mate. about that. But I love it personally. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome piece of machinery. Yeah. Well, photographing that, when you spend any time shooting the F thirty five, you then go back out to the current sort of normal generation stuff. It seems so old fashioned. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, it really does. It really does. You get used to the, the contours and the lines and the way it operates and the the gear that the pilots wear, the helmets, and then kind of then go and shoot, you know, tornadoes. Unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah. different world. Yeah, incredible piece of kit. Yeah, and the Tomcat. Yeah, I mean that's the, the size of that thing and the, the way the tails are angled, the swing wing, the, the double crew again, two engines, it, everything about that. It's, it's just cool, isn't it? It's the it is, yeah. And the, the whole community, the whole Tomcat community, again, was, yeah, something special there. Definitely yeah. a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, did you, did you say it's, a, it's in a film? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a film. I, I don't know if many people have seen it. Has anyone ever? Final Countdown. 
I've seen that film many a time. It's in Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> oh, class. Um, yeah, I thought we yeah, I like firing off questions with that, with unsuspecting people. So, yeah, we thought we'd go for that. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. In actual fact, I might have to pull out my old favourite question later on. Oh. I've not asked that one in a little while, but we'll get Uh-oh. to it. Um, I mean, for the meantime, um, Rich, let's talk about um, Co-App a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. So, obviously, you said it started in 2015. Yep, that's it. Yeah. So, where, where, where did the sort of initial idea come from, or did it sort of basically develop itself? Well, it, it was really based from the old Aviation Photo Club that I ran in the early 2000s, uh, up until about from 2003, 2004, to about 2008 so about four years there and it was all about you know getting people to see aviation firsthand up close and operational that was what it's all about so um yeah 2015 came along the world's gone digital i'm still you know a professional aviation photographer doing what i do and really did think i could bring something new and different into the into the, the hobby into the genre and uh love working with people love doing stuff in teams is you know it's all very well and good doing it on your own and there's some benefits to that as well but a, a collective shared experience is you just can't you can't beat it can you you know the, the social side and the adventure of it all so yeah we set up car 2015 steve and i and um it, it took it took a while to get going actually because um uh, social media was was quite tricky you know we we're, we're very much part of our lives back then but you know even just 2015 is quite a long time ago in, in terms of social media you think of how instagram's grown and stuff so yeah although we we were back and we were doing it the word took quite a long time to spread for that reason um so a lot of the guys that first started coming with us had the, the time to do so so they were perhaps retired you know in older generations they weren't necessarily even on social media so it took a little while to grow and uh, we, but when it did start going, it then went ballistic. <laughs> so we were last the last uh, year we were in in full operations. I was away thirty three weeks of the year, something like that. And that that's a lot of travel and a, a lot of hard drives <laughs> getting eaten yeah, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, what about you know, it was it was everything from um, you know the uh, UK based workshops and 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 events, whether that's just me teaching specific areas of photography or post processing and Lightroom that sort of thing. Um, to uh, you know, traveling for uh, around the UK for a week, or traveling around to an event for a couple of days, then expanding into Europe, going for like three, four days, or over to the States or Japan for like ten days, two, two and a half weeks sometimes. So it's always small groups, really, all, always about aviation photography. It's never um, the, the 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 number side of things or anything else like that. Sometimes we'll spend an entire day just shooting like five aeroplanes, you know, that's all we know that's going to operate there, but that's great. We'll get, you get every single angle, every single weather condition, every single lighting condition, because it really is all about the photography and, but not at the expense of the, the, uh, the, the kind of food and the culture and the drinks and the social side of things as well. It's really important to, to me and, and to Steve, but us as a, as a, as a collective to, if we're going to visit somewhere, we do it really well, you know, stay in nice hotels, um, travel well, eat well, drink well, you know, kind of look at, look at, do all the research about what the local food is, what the local cuisine is, what happens locally in terms of cultural events, that sort of side of things, and we encompass that as well. Um, and all, all from a photography point of view, you know, so it's, um, it's amazing. It was really, really cool. 
the, uh, the generally the size of the groups would be about six people, maybe up to ten, maybe down to four people. Um, but and that's really different to the other types of tour operators that are out there, which you'd be traveling in a much larger group. Um, you know, this is all about the photography in small groups and getting good access and getting the best results possible. No oh, class. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Like obviously with the, you know, the way you say it's, it's developed and where it is now. Yeah. Um, what, what do you see for the future of, cause obviously I know, you know, again, we keep mentioning it, but COVID and all that, yeah, but sure. as, as we start coming, hopefully to the end of it and the word is spreading, what, what do you see for the future of, um, COA? Well, when I, well, funnily enough, I landed uh, back from Japan on February the 28th, 2020, and we all sort of watched, okay, there's a bit of flu, it's not that bad, it's not going to get over here, all that, you know, month by month, things were happening, yeah. weren't they? It was yeah. really <laughs> now, I just put back a, events like a month, and, you know, thought, okay, well, the summer will be okay, and like, okay, that's not all right. So then the winter will be okay, and then it wasn't. So we, we just left that alone. We literally just, just pushed pause. We, we really believed that there was no point in trying to orchestrate a visit or, or, a, or a trip or an adventure like we used to and not being able to deliver the quality that we could and the, the enjoyment that we, we everyone had out of it. Yeah. So we, we've been quite careful to, to go back very slowly to that. So we, we haven't pushed for a load of events. Um, we, we haven't made all these plans based on empty promises or anything like that. You know, when, we, when we're gonna do it, we're gonna come back and it's gonna be right and absolutely in safe and everything else that you'd expect, but also the best experience that you could do. So I don't think that's gonna happen this side of Christmas too much. Right. I think we might get an American trip in. I think they've, they've really caught up in terms of the way they're handling all of the vaccine, vaccines and everything. Yeah. So there's a, there's a possibility that we could look to America. There's a possibility that we could look to Japan, but um, there, there'll be quite sort of late notice things. And I've, I've already got like stuff waiting in the wings, ready to go that it's really easy to, to ramp up and get going again. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all there ready. Uh, but I do think 2022 will be the, the year that it kind of comes back with a bang. Yeah. So in, in the meantime, when, um, when all of this was, was being shut down and, and, and stopped, um, or at least paused, I set up a uh, co-op online because I, I sort of thought that, you know, what's missing from aviation photography, you know, I've been doing this a long time and uh, you know, th th it's an amazing, it's the best hobby in the world. It's the best pursuit in the world, hands down. I don't care what you say, what you're into, <laughs> what we do in terms of aviation photography is the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's a brilliant thing to get involved <laughs> in for so many reasons, but there, there are, I thought there were still things missing, you know, like, you know, what, what, what was there? There's obviously a lot now, but this is a year ago. What, what is there in terms of uh, entertainment for the aviation photographer? You know, there's in terms of accessible photo competitions, um, news spread everywhere, all over a million different platforms. I want it all in one place so I can see everything to do with aviation, not just military, not just civil, but kind of everything and, and the photography side of things. There's no training or tutorials. There's no workshops. You know, there's a couple of bits we used to do. There's a couple of people doing other, other bits and pieces, but no one that's been there and done that and bought the t-shirt and got the patches that's actually you know you're able to engage with one-on-one -on -one or in a group or now online so there was all, all of this stuff was going around in my head and I thought well you know co-op's got the, the infrastructure and I've got the certainly got the the will <laughs> and hopefully the knowledge and the drive to be able to make it work so I set up a, a membership um, that was launched at, at, at to the to the year from when we got, got back from our last uh, operation that uh, enables people to join CARP as a, as a, as a low-cost membership. 
that brings together a, a community of photographers in one place and it's able to get safe, um, easy, nice critique, you know, if, if there is such a thing as nice critique, but do you know what I mean? Like a really easy place yeah. to come in and go, yeah. do you know what, what's wrong with this photograph? I can't quite get it right. And without being jumped on and, and shouted down and all the bad atmosphere that you get on social yeah. media sometimes, yeah, more yeah. often than not, just being able to come in and say, look, I want some feedback on this, or how could I improve it? Or, hey, I've just done this, please, I want someone to celebrate it with me. And, yeah. or, you know what? I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. What, I don't know where to go. I don't know what this lens is. I don't know what this camera does. And goodness me, trying to do that sort of thing on social media is is really tough. So I wanted to create a, a, a space for people to be able to do that. And I also wanted to create a, a whole uh, host of entertainment. You know, um, of, of aviation photography, kind of behind the scenes, what goes into it. So I've set up an entire TV channel of all of that stuff. There's about 12 different channels that you can watch of different different styles of photography and that sort of thing, all aviation. Um, and then, uh, you know, competitions, there's news sites and everything else. And that's a, that's a monthly membership that you, you become part of. And it's been great. I've absolutely loved doing it. The connection and getting the worldwide feeling of community coming together is, is there's nothing quite like it. I absolutely love it. Um, but it won't be at the uh, the detriment to the trips. I think it'll really add to it because you know we've, there's there's now more people that know each other. So you know if you haven't been away before, you kind of already know people because you're already co connected to people mm. within that group. So that's been that's going to be really cool. And then it's uh, yeah just a case of slowly and carefully but very deliberately building up the travel side of things uh, and and easing into the the content delivery pattern of the membership, which we, which. Hopefully, I think everyone is uh, is also enjoying at the moment. So yeah, there's a lot lot to come. And the biggest thing to come, flipping egg, is, uh, <laughs> is the online workshops. So I, I um, we, we've just about oh, it's a long story. Really quick summary of it. There was a, uh, a a guy called Tom Dalt that I've I've got really friendly with. He's he's a fantastic mm. guy, and he's uh, he was a furloughed Virgin A330 captain. And he loves his aviation photography and set up a, uh, a challenge for, for aviation photographers to be more creative over social media. And it kept, kept coming up on my phone, you know, it, it, as, as these adverts do, bless mm. Facebook. And uh, <laughs> so I've joined, joined we, we've joined forces and we delivered this challenge together. And that's now grown into our first kind of online uh, aviation photography workshop. And we've got uh, it was 30 guys in the one at the moment from all over the world, all different time zones. And we've done uh, we've done about twenty five hours training now over the last couple of weeks of from every, I've just fi literally finished two hours on on how to do an air to air sortie tonight. We did color science last night. We did Lightroom the night before. You know, just a massive amount of training. Yeah. So we, we've got huge plans on that. We're going to bring bring out an entire uh, syllabus of workshops. The first one's going to be September. It's going to be uh, specifically aviation photography and Lightroom. So it's how to process, how to use Lightroom as, a, as the, the most powerful aviation editing tool possible. And there'll be different levels of that. So it'll be like an introduction, then there'll be a, a group workshop and there'll be a, a chance to work with me one on one as well. So and the one after that in December is going to be how to write an article, how to interview people, how to get the story. Uh, one after that will be how to get your best ever air show photos. You know, it's just this. We've got like 20, 30 subjects. We're just going to be pouring what what is, what is now 30 years of experience as a yeah. professional photographer into into everything i know just into all these workshops and yeah it's it's a very special thing actually i'm very proud of it no and so you should be um i mean obviously for <laughs> i apologize rich but i'm not part of it yet <laughs> yeah, I, will. Fine. I promise i will but <laughs> that's all right dude 
a few of the guys are. Yeah, they'll, they'll just share your login, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the idea. We wouldn't do that. No. Yeah, um, I'll send you the details across later, Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, Put them in the comments below, yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, a few of the guys are, and yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Ah, oh, sweet. Thanks, guys. Over the likes of Martin and Ben. Um, yeah. Mike, I'm Hello. not sure. Are you? Yeah, I'm in. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and the, the the feedback about it from these guys, That's so cool, is superb. You know, like Martin, for instance, like tell us a little bit about like your first experiences of you know co op online. I need to close oh, my well, ears off. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how much in, effort yeah. and work you put in, like in the build up, like seeing your Facebook statuses and stuff, like mm. trying to get it done, trying to get it done, and moving forwards, yeah. but like. It's the, the simplest thing you've done out of the new co-op setup, your Facebook group, is the best bit. Yeah. It's I just it. compared to the yeah, rest of you. Facebook, like you said, and the, the bitterness that's on most groups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. it is, it, honestly, it is oh. a world away and it's so refreshing so cool, to man. see people want to share their knowledge yeah. and not be scared to put up a great photo compared to the person before. Yeah. And ask yeah. for that advice because yeah, you don't absolutely. get that in a lot of places. But you you'll get someone put up a not so great photo on a page and then get absolutely torn to shreds. Yeah, can't stand yeah. it. Yeah. And no, thanks, just, dude. That's really cool. Really. And cool. Like, and you you wanted you wanted to share your knowledge with these workshops yeah. again. For some reason, photography. Most photographers don't want to share their secrets. Mm. And yeah, it baffles me sometimes. But so it's nice to see that someone's going against that. That's really cool. Thank you. Appreciate no that, problem. dude. I really mean that. And uh, what about Ben, Mike? What What about your guys' experiences with it? Rubbish. I'll send you the bill later. Mine will pay. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, echo from what Martin said, the, the merge is possibly the soundest place I think I've ever been. Wow on Facebook and in, even Instagram as well. Um, like you, you probably saw it, in, uh, obviously a few of the listeners probably saw it when uh, me and Ant went to the lakes. Yeah. Uh, and we did the loop trip. And you know, the, the updates that we were giving to everyone and everyone was hooked and they're like, oh, did you, yeah. did you get anything? Did you? And then yeah. the photos and the videos coming through. The video that you love the most is the end of when the 315s go right. through old water and we all start cheering yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're with you you know th this is it it's, the, it's yeah. exactly that's the shared experience there's no yeah. egos we're all you know level everyone's in this together absolutely if if covid wasn't happening or it had died its death earlier in the this year yeah then we would be in germany and the netherlands and france doing a tour trying to find you know, we called it the Tonka tour because we were going to hunt the German Tonkas and take shots. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, it didn't happen, but to then see images from, I think there's like three or four people that are in the Netherlands and Germany sharing the, those yeah. Tonka shots. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it is a breath of fresh air, that, that page. Right. No. Um, and then, like you said, the stuff online on the actual webpage, the seminars, the TV programs, the advice, the tips. It's just, it's world beating because like, like Martin said, <laughs> photographers out there, a lot yeah. of them don't want to share their secrets. They keep it into themselves. Yeah. 
and then wonder why they get such a bad name where like yeah. the likes of yourself and all the others are, are on co-op sh- will share to help everyone else but you know like we've said it before we see ourselves and you probably see yourself as not leaders but inspiration to the next generation that are coming up behind us so when they see those shots they go oh i want to get something like that and then you know their their passion starts flowing and then you know we 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 grow bigger as a community yeah that's great well said love that thank you you. that's really cool (laughs) really cool too thank you (laughs) i've got a couple of things to add to that just on on top of i guess um because i agree with everything that ben and martin have said and I think the thing that I've found most of all so far, again, I've not even touched a lot of the content in there yet because there's just so much of it to consume. <laughs> again, great in itself. But the, the thing I've found is that just the smallest, smallest tweak or most of the smallest bit of information, like one sentence or one tip here and there, can just take you to the, like, the next level completely. Yeah, I think that's so true. The two that I've found that helped me so far. One was your Q&A with Nick from Colour World. Oh yeah, the, the printing guy, yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've not actually bought anything from him yet. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool. I've been, I've been chatting to him about what to do and you know, used all the tips that he suggested and that you guys talked about in that Q&A and it's just, you can just see that it's gonna make such a difference to when you actually get stuff printed. That's great. And you think it's only been going five minutes as well. Do you know what I mean? There's so, so much more to come and do and talk about and, enjoy it's just yeah it's mega isn't it and the the other one was was actually in your in your lightroom book the the, the visualized spots tool all right yeah sweet where where you you can go black and white and you can just see the dust spots that you couldn't see before again for printing you're going to get something blown up yeah you're going to need to use that and it's just again a game changer for oh that's great good to hear pop out a little bit more so yeah sweet and uh, you know what the funny thing is is whilst we were going through that i just had to think to myself hang on let's just reassure everyone this is not a paid promotion this is like a, a half hour long advert no 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 this isn't, this isn't a paid promotion Rich hasn't paid us for this rich we will discuss that later no i'm joking sorry ben what was that I said my my PayPal's just pinged up, so I see the payment from. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, you guys could have absolutely slated it for all night. I know, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident it, it's going on the right track. Yeah. But you know, I, I, you're probably the first people I've actually sat down and spoken with in terms of face to face. Like, all right, is this is this all right? You enjoying it? Is it going, going okay? So, um, I was something I wanted to do more. I was actually thinking about that only yesterday that. Yeah. Um, need to do some sort of member survey and, and stuff because it's so new you know I'm just I, a, lot, a lot of the stuff I do I base on what I'd want to know and what I want to see and what I want to do so I think if 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 I want to do it then in theory some other people would want to see it as well mm. um so that's kind of how I base, uh, certainly how I even started with, with car itself it's kind of like I want to go and see German tornadoes so let's do a trip you know exactly that 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 theory and that's that's continues to this day as well I mean, what, what we can say as well is for anyone listening or now watching, of course, um, <laughs> that is part of Coat, if you've got anything to add to what we've said, Rich, I'm sure you'd love to hear it as well. I'd love to. Send us, send us a DM, whatever, just let us know. Um, any of the guys, the main AV Geeks Assemble page, even Rich yourself, I'm sure you wouldn't mind people. Absolutely. Just let us, you know, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's been nothing but you know good feedback that I've heard as well, and that's from an unbiased area. As well. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, keep up the good work, mate, because yes, we can all see how much hard work and effort you're putting into it, and it's coming to fruition. So yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no, awesome stuff. Um, yeah, when, when, if it wasn't for COVID, none of that would have happened. You know? Experimental, isn't it? It, it, it really, it really is. is the silver lining. You know, um, just to be able to pivot and do something completely different like this. I, I've never have had time to set up a membership and do those that TV stuff and do the, the workshops. And it just it just wouldn't. Because yeah. like 33 or 35 weeks a year or whatever being away, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's going to look a bit different going forward with that, for sure. Yeah. No, that's cool. cool. Um, right, so moving on, we've uh, got a couple of questions from some, some of the people online that um, obviously, because what we do beforehand, we say who our next guest is going to be in people. Cool questions why um, is type online so rubbish yeah, is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do i share passwords yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so the first one we got is from um on instagram uh, at aviation underscore nwi um and the question is what is your favorite place to go spotting okay so we talked a lot about japan yeah. Uh, and that's very special for all the reasons I said, you know, the access and the amount of aeroplanes and the culture. Absolutely amazing. But I also absolutely love Switzerland. Okay. Kind of similar sort of thing there, you know, the access and everything else. But you've got the added dynamic of the weather. <laughs> so I, I love challenging myself in like, um, you know, dodgy weather, really bad weather, snow, fog, rain, clouds and weird light and all that kind of thing. So Switzerland will give you all that in a day. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really really enjoy going out to switzerland it's, it's not the cheapest country to visit that's for sure yeah um but so uh, it's like you know 10 quid for a happy meal or whatever but <laughs> no, no, I, don't, I don't do that it's all about the culture <laughs> just so find the nearest mcdonald's and don't yeah, no um so yeah it, it is a it's an awesome place to visit i really do enjoy switzerland um in the states there's obviously anywhere in that desert coast, you know, it's just magic. That whole Nellis area, yeah. going up to Tonopah, Vegas, down into the Arizona desert, Phoenix and Tucson. That, that's just awesome. Love that. There's a very special atmosphere about that whole area. And, you know, just being in Nellis, Nellis is, is mind blowing. You do, just, just to be in the same place as, as Nellis, you know, the home of the fighter pilot and Edwards up the road and kind of, you know, mega. So that, that's super special. And the burgers are great out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm now sold. That <laughs> yeah, was, it was easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, and then just the other question we've got from Instagram, um, yeah. at tomd.jones. Um, this is quite an interesting one. We've sort of touched on it, but it will be interesting as a question itself. Um, what are the best and, I guess, worst parts about the online aviation community? Yeah, we definitely touched on that, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. We're going a bit serious now, isn't it? Uh, well, <laughs> the worst is, is seeing people's, you know, getting shouted down. Yeah. It's so frustrating. You know, I don't, I don't really understand it. The, the, the sort of egos and protectionism and if that's even a word, protectionism. We'll go with it. <laughs> being protective of, 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 of what you do and how you do it and being guarded and I don't know it's, it's just some weird weird stuff going on and it's quite easy to do isn't it behind a keyboard yeah but you know to be fair COVID's messed people up as well isn't it you know yeah. so 
giving people a little bit of slack there that there's obviously a lot of other things going on in their lives so if there's a button that gets pushed and you know someone responds to it there's obviously something else going on it's not all about that comment at the time you know there's something okay why have you responded like that what's going on in your life yeah um this often can get a bit deep with that but um so that that can be tough on, on the online side i think uh, stealing images I've done, yeah. so, do you know what it's it's a bit of a, an accepted battle isn't it you have to kind of like think okay if i'm going to put an image out there then there's every chance that it is going to get stolen yeah uh, quote unquote and yeah. it's, it's sort of an acceptable risk it's kind of like okay do i do this it, it, with the knowledge that it's going to be so i i, I sometimes find myself choosing my battles nowadays because it happens a lot you know and so, and it is annoying. It doesn't, no matter how many times it happens, it doesn't get any less annoying. But sometimes you just can't be bothered to fight that yeah. battle. Other times it's like, okay, you've claimed this as your as your own shot. It's getting a load of traction, a load of traffic, and it's really annoying. Uh, and you know what? You've cropped out or photoshopped out my watermark. Yeah. That ain't happening. <laughs> That's not on. Yeah. And so, you know, um, we've got a pretty cool community around that. that uh, most people will say like, hey, that's that's so-and-so shot, you know, and they'll tag you in it. And then I've got two crazy sisters as well that love to jump on that. So they're like <laughs> you know, messaging them and, and, you know, everything else. So it's quite funny. But um, yeah, I don't have, have the time or the, the energy to, to fight every battle that comes that way. So I would say the, 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 the treatment of, uh, you know, um, perhaps new photographers online yeah. and stealing images is, is yeah neither of those are particularly on and then the flip side of that is how you know you take the rough and the smooth of social media don't you some some amazing flip sides to it the, the connection i mean goodness me how the, the worldwide connection of, of of aviation is ridiculous yeah and you just think of how how so I was telling my kids, this shows how old I am, <laughs> telling my kids the other day that I wasn't I was, it was 30 years old until I had an email. You know, so what have we got oh. now that when my kids then are 18 now, you know, yeah. so when they're 30, what are they going to be able to say that we didn't have that until we were 30 years old? So how how quickly social media and obviously the Internet as a whole has grown and the, the benefits of being able to share images and, and in different ways, because you kind of treat Twitter and Insta and Facebook differently, yeah. and Flickr, et cetera, et cetera. And being able to have all of those platforms to 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 show your photography and share your photography share the experience develop your style i mean that that's having grown up throughout the re an area where none of that happened that's pretty amazing yeah yeah i mean the thing is because obviously going on from that is it's weird because the more technology um develops then the quicker it develops as well yeah it's so true. Like yeah, they go point. hand in hand like it's yeah it's, yeah, nice one. The progress that it makes is is astronomical. Yeah. You know, it's, it's mental how much it develops. Um, and obviously, a, a little addition to what you said about the worst parts, so where you said, you know, people tag, this is your shot. The amount of times in our main AV Geek Semble group chat that someone's gone, lads, this looks like one of your shots, is it? Yeah. Everyone goes on that. Like, we're not horrible to said person who's stolen it. It's no. a case of in about five minutes they'll get about 17 comments saying <laughs> this is your image yeah. please credit such and such or nice. post yeah. and it's nice because we've not only done it for each other if there's people online that we all know or that some of us know or we will look and we'll go right this is such and such shot it's not been credited almost go get him but not in a horrible way you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 we're not gonna f and blind and start having to go at people <laughs> but you've got to go on there and say, look, this isn't your shot. Please yeah. credit the photographer. 
And um, we've had a few people go, oh, sorry, I didn't know it was theirs. And we've had a few yeah. people go, tough. Tough, and, yeah. Like you say, though, that's the risk you take with it is. putting your stuff out there. So I was going to say I can I can rent my sisters out to help, but it does not doesn't come across too well. No. <laughs> <laughs> sort of family racket going on there. <laughs> not in that way. You're going to tell them not to listen to that part. <laughs> no that's awesome um yeah i mean that's the questions we got online um so now uh believe martin before we carry on with other stuff you've got a few questions for rich yeah so i've got Alrighty. a couple Good so the first question is which air force did you find the most accommodating whilst trying to arrange air to airs and ground shots yeah that's a tough one i, I tell you what the, the the answer is all of them <laughs> because the, the the hardest bit is getting to that point right. and once you're there it's kind of, they're, they're all so professional, you know, literally, I, I can't, I can't, there isn't ever been a bad experience of that. They're all so professional and so on it and so understand what you're trying to do that they, they, they fall over backwards to do that. And obviously there are variations on the theme of that, but um, it, it's kind of getting in, in to that point that's the tricky bit. And, and some air forces and air arms are much harder to deal with than others you know the, the, what they want as a return for example what your reach is that kind of thing you know how, how many people how many people are going to see this how many social media stuff and everything and it's only recently really that social media reach has been even a factor yeah. you know it wasn't recognized for years that you know mm. you might have say a, a social media reach of ten thousand people on a, on a on a on a website or a platform and that that's that was discounted in favor of like okay you've got a thousand readers of, of this publication there's sure. a actual hard publication do you know what i mean so yeah. the times have changed though and so it's the more air forces are more progressive in in other ways you know not everyone recognizes that i suppose if i had to choose one i, I was most impressed by the bulgarian air force uh, i think they um they haven't got a lot and they they um i think it was 2016 or 2015 i flew with them and you know they, they they really haven't got a lot in their air force. It's, it's a very small community and very small air arm. But the the bang for the buck they deliver is absolutely unbelievable, and they're very very experienced pilots as well. They've, they've you know they've been flying these the MIGs and everything else that they've got for for years, years and years, decades in some cases. So super experienced pilots, lovely country, really accommodating, totally got everything behind it and then put the whole weight of the Air Force behind it as well. And so the, the results that came out of that uh, in comparison to kind of like the, the footprint of the Air Force and the, the small number of personnel was, was enormous. Uh, unbelievable cooperation. Um, I could say the same, same as well about some like somewhere like Romania and Poland as well, similar sort of thing. Um, and then when, when you then move to say somewhere like America, um, obviously, there's a massive footprint, and you know there's a very, very different type of chain you need to go through for for any kind of approval, and that can be really tough actually. Um, but then again, when when you get there, you know you're you're dealing with ultimate professionals, and it's and it's awesome. Oh, clockwork, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question is in a pro post processing world. Yep. What is the most important skill these days? Is it being able to edit a photo properly or is it taking the photo? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So 
Post-processing can only go so far, right? You know, it, it, it is so amazingly powerful nowadays, um, but it, it can't bring something into focus again. So fo focus is really, really important. You know, Photoshop is, is, has got making great strides in being able to make out of focus images in focus. So there, there is all this technology coming and it's getting better and better. But you, you, I think knowing your camera is actually probably more important than taking the photograph. Because if you know your camera, then you're gonna be able to get the best shot you possibly can. So it's kind of like knowing, knowing what happens when it's, when it's going wrong, you know? So uh, like your, your shutter speed's too low, or your aperture's too wide, or uh, your ISO's all over the place, whatever. It's, it's knowing what it's doing. So the exposure triangle, you know, getting back to that basics of, shutter speed affects ISO that affects aperture and all that kind of the good thing. The more you learn about that side of things, and the more you can learn the weaknesses of your camera and your mm -hmm. setup, the better your photography is going to be. So then you're able to, to let the kind of like your, your second knowledge or your, your instinct, if you like, just take over taking the actual shot. So I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know what settings to use. That's kind of just buried in there, set now somewhere. That's why it's all so grey, right? <laughs> it's buried. It's, it's done. I don't even think about that. And then you kind of get used to. Okay, well, this is what happens next when an aircraft comes around the taxiway. This is what happens next when an aircraft takes off. This is what happens when they turn. All that kind of thing. You get used to that. So then you're looking at like the real detail of the image. And so it's it's really the the detail and the light are, are things that I will be thinking about. I'm not I'm not necessarily even looking at the the airplane or what it's doing. I, I am. The enthusiast in me is but the professional isn't i'm looking at the actual detail of the shot what's in the background what's being clipped what's happening next what's happening next and next and next uh and i don't need to think about my camera because i know it so well you know now i don't need to think about the airplane because it's cool and i know it's cool and I, i'm trying to absorb <laughs> all of that but i'm not letting that get too much in the way of of getting the job done in, in my case i'd always be an advocate for putting the camera down as well so you're not always looking at it from behind there through a viewfinder yeah. um, but I, I then in in terms of the actual processing you know that is vital you you can't not process and it's it's also a little bit of a um uh you know it's not quite right to say that the, there's what this type of processing is better than the other because you've got the kind of creative processing and you've got the kind of standard processing the two very different schools of thought there and within our aviation industry publication world um, we're not cars, are we? You're not looking at like a Top Gun, uh, sorry, a Top Gear magazine. <laughs> Look at the tongue, dude. So a Top Gear magazine or like Evo magazine, which is full of really creatively shot um, cars, creative processing and colours and, you know, really classy stuff. It doesn't, hasn't really trans translated across to the aviation world. So mm. we still need to have really crisp, clean, sharp, representative shots, record shots, of the aircraft for, for publication wise. Now, and also that's really important to some people as well, isn't it? You know, just a record shot. And, and it's just, it's really important to get this. It's, it's just as much of a skill to process an aircraft clean, sharp, in focus, well lit, well processed, uh, you know, the perfect record shot is just as much of an art as me going through a, a full on go to town creative edit with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. you've got to be able to get it right and all that white balance stuff and everything else right is a skill. Yeah. And then you can have another skill that's the creative side of things. So there's, there's no right or wrong answer to, on the processing side. But what I would say is that um, once you then get used to all the, the camera side of things, it's really important to, well, I would say really important. I find it personally important to shoot knowing what your processing can do. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I will take a shot knowing that, okay, I'm going to be able to put a graduation sky on that, uh, you know, that area and I'm going to be able to vignette that bit and then I'm going to be able to twist the horizon a bit. You know, so I'm, I'm already, I'm shooting with the end result in mind and shooting knowing what my processing can do. So it, it kind of goes hand in hand with all of the answers to that question, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything's important. <laughs> I like it. Just, just, just a quick side question off now. Yeah. Why do you think creative photography in aviation hasn't got the same recognition as a record shot. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I think it has on social media. I think people are really defining their defining their niches and defining their style uh, within, especially within Instagram, because, you know, it looks great, doesn't it? If you've got a kind of uh, a, a, an entire feed of similar looking colors and shots and styles, it's just uh, Instagram loves that as well. So um, that, that's that's a definitely within the Instagram and social media world. I think creativity is 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 taking off. To use a pun, um, <laughs> publications it, it it just hasn't. I think in books it has. You know, so I, we've done a few um, uh, like squadron publication books and stuff like that, and they they look amazing with with creative images within them. But magazines it just hasn't happened. And I uh, honest answer is I don't know why. I really don't. Uh, so when I'm when I'm shooting and when I'm editing, I'm I've almost got two heads on. You know, I'm shooting for the the magazine and that magazine edit, and I'm editing it in that style. But I've also taken other stuff that I know is for me and my social media stuff, or yeah. what I like, and I've processed it how I like. And I'd love to see that in in magazines, but you know, it, yeah, it just doesn't happen. The, the magazine's been around a long time, haven't they? Yeah, you know, think of Air Force Monthly and. Aviation news and all you know the, the stalwarts of combat aircraft, of course, as well. And yeah, I don't think even, even when I was you know as editor, we we just didn't even do that. But that's a long time ago now, so it wasn't happening then, and it's not happening now. So it, it must be all to do with the, you know the purity of this is this in operation and this is what it looks like. And that's that's the only explanation I can give. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should start our own magazine then. This is full of it, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my days, don't go down that train. I tell you. <laughs> we can do that podcast next. <laughs> so much potential in all of this, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome. Well, there you go. There it is. That could be the start of something special. Definitely. No, that's awesome. Open no, to anything yeah. like that, man. Um, no, and, and good questions there, Martin, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, nice one. Um, leading on from there, um, obviously uh, questions from ourselves. So um, Ben, have you have you got any questions for Rich yourself? Um, oh, I've got one. It's probably one that Andrew might stay, and if he does, I'm going to get scorned at through. through. <laughs> probably. But it's it's a it's like an idea. This one. So you've got your camera. Yeah. It's your last shot you can ever take. Ooh. What is it? And where is it? As in, is it in the air? Is it on the ground? So okay, uh, it's it's the F117 at Tonopah. Oh. No question. No. That was a that was a much quicker answer than I was expecting. Yeah, there's absolutely. I am desperate to do that. You know, I've obviously that, I was expecting that force. To the, sorry, say again, mate. <laughs> I said to be fair, I was expecting something along the lines of F fours or F fours. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm very fortunate to have, you know done quite a bit of that, and that would be awesome. But it ain't F one one sevens at Tony Far. You know that that's that's absolutely the story that's out there at the moment, isn't it? And I've got you know a little bit of a piece of my heart of, of F one one sevens as well, having done so much work with them in the past. 
and uh, it's Tony Bar, dude. Come on, it's Tony <laughs> <laughs> I have chased them out there. I have done that already. Yeah. I didn't, didn't see them, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed the moment, and uh, I can't. That, in fact, that that's that's absolutely on the in the plan as when I when I can get back out there is to drive that lane again. Yeah. But <laughs> <Nice. laughs> nice. well, just following on from that one, then what has to be your best aviation? <laughs> Uh, am I only allowed one? <laughs> you can have two. All right. No. Uh, did you say two? I can have yeah, two. You can have two. You can have two. All right. Seen how in, we, we've already seen how indecisive you were of your favourite yeah. app. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, so it's got to be number one's got to be North Korea. Oh, that was absolutely one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Wow. wow. And, um, it was, I, you can't put that into words. Literally, I, I st- September 2016, and I still can't even find the words to describe it. <laughs> wow. I just, I just, honestly, literally, this is me. Every time anyone asks me about it, I'm just like, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great podcast <laughs> material. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for that question. <laughs> just say North Korea alone is North Korea, yeah, definitely number one. Number two will be a tie <laughs> between. The, uh, <laughs> so you turned it into three. Yeah, I'll right, right. no, go, uh, go further. Um, <laughs> between the uh, the last F one one sevens, the work I did with those guys, and the last Tomcats. Right. Okay. Yeah. So That's going out on the aircraft carrier in Iraq. We're in the Gulf, um, flying with the last Tomcats and fl- yeah, flying with the last F 117s of Holloman over the White Sands. Oh, well, for some. Yeah, right. Uh, I've had words yeah. on those ones. I can talk to you about that all night, but don't ask me about North Korea because it just goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I was just, I was just about to say what to do in North Korea, but that's probably um, another podcast or a so, chat. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on that if you want, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the the one sound air show. The, the the international friendship uh international friendship show something like that I call it I can't remember right. um in September 2016 but yeah first first North Korean military aircraft to be photographed first people to be allowed to photograph the the scenes and the sights and the, the people and anything in North Korea it was yeah it was beyond words really was that's outrageous wow. yeah yeah that's crazy a uh, nice one. Um, Mike, over to you, mate. Let's hear what you've got. Um, yeah, I think something we've touched on probably briefly um, so far, and I think it's actually probably best described by what's on your T-shirt, Rich. Um, uh, yeah. Shoot, edit, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breathing in a lot there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but can you sort of take us through a, a typical day on a, on a co-op shoot, what, what we could expect? Yeah. Yeah, so it would always start early, always. Um, oh, so take, <laughs> take a trip out in, in in America, for example. So it'd always start early. Um, we'd have we'd have had a mess up at the airport the day before, perhaps, and got to know each other over a few beers and some some drinks out of research at a really cool local restaurant, like a one off place somewhere for for us to to have our first meal together, that sort of thing. And then um, briefing back at the hotel about what to expect the next day. Um, up early for a, for a quick breakfast and get some supplies at the local gas station, whatever, because it's likely to be a long day, usually is with us. 
um, making the most out of every single ounce of aviation we can possibly can. Um, and then we, 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 we go in our own transport uh, and I'd have prepared a, a specific shoot. Um, it could be, could be at an air show. We've got some access uh, at, with, a, with, a, with one of our American partners we work over there. Great guys at 3G, for example or it could be uh, at, at a museum, or it could be a specific military visit, it could be any one of those things, but the principle will still be the same. You know, it's very professional, um, very open to any abilities. You know, you're, you're along with us uh, the, the whole step of the way, a bit like we talked about with the merge earlier. You know, it's a very flat hierarchy, you know, although there has to be a kind of point of contact and someone running the show, that would be Steve and I. We always travel with, with, with two of us together in case I, something happens, you know, it's, it's really important. Um, so there's always two of us in, in, in control of everything that's going on and we'll get there and we will, wherever it is, whichever destination, because it doesn't matter, we will literally get the best out of every situation. Uh, even if it goes wrong, there'll be a backup plan. And when it does go wrong, and it some, sometimes does, you know, we'll, we'll be clear and explaining everything that's happening at the time. Everyone's interest is at heart. There's, um, it's all about the collective experience and the adventure, the thrill of the chase. I mean, that's that's kind of part of why I still do what I do. It's literally is the thrill of the chase, you know, it doesn't go away. And uh, so making sure everyone's enjoying it, making sure everyone's knowing what's going on, uh, helping out with cameras and lenses, that sort of stuff. Any advice, you know, sort of you can, I, I, one, one weakness that I, I would have perhaps is, is that I, I tend to, just get on and do stuff and not necessarily always know that people are knowing what I'm doing, for example. So I might be thinking already, right, we need to go down there. Um, but so I'll always try and communicate everything that's going on up here, but there's often quite a lot going on up there. Yeah. So that's where Steve comes in as well. So he'll, he'll look after everyone while I'm interviewing the base commander. Steve will take people out to the end of the runway, for example, and we'll, so we're making the most of the, the, the downtime. Um, but yeah, so making sure that everyone's aware of what's going on ensure everyone's getting the results they want and if they're not then working out with them it's, it's kind of like a live workshop almost sometimes as well in all of this and then um uh we'll be there a long time as well generally they're long days because we want to make the most of every single part of the light and the different uh angles and we'll, we'll then flow into sunset and evenings and often night shoots uh and then come back and uh debrief over a beer and uh, enjoy the, the whole collective experience and then get up and do it again tomorrow or a rest day and we'll go and do something completely different. Like last 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 trip I did, we went out to um, Tombstone to spend some time with, uh, with the, the kind of like the, the whole cowboy scene out there and all the amazing bars. We did some reenactment shoots with, with, with like cowboys and cowgirls. We went to a rodeo, um, just unbelievable steakhouses and, you know, Oh man, I'm hungry now. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I really need to start travelling again. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's just amazing from from start to finish. And uh, but it's it is all about that collective experience and getting the best results and having the best experience you've ever had in your life. Full stop. Cool. It's like one of those trips. Yeah, man. Oh, it's epic. Uh, I, I use the word epic for a reason. <laughs> they yeah, are yeah. brilliant. Well, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome no that sounds class no really cool um right my question i uh, hinted towards this earlier oh, yeah i'm gonna bring it back i'm bringing the question back because it's been a nervous now this might be quite difficult rich considering how many shots you've got in the oh. year's experience Dude. if you could choose that one shot that you've got what is your favorite ever shot that you've taken and why 
Um, Does it include uh, selfies? It can do if you want. <laughs> uh, damn. Okay, I'm going to try and do one. Yeah. Okay, it's got to be the F117. I've mentioned it a few times, but uh, it, it was an incredible privilege to work that closely with, with Bandits, you know, these, these top stealth fighter pilots. Yeah. And worked with them for so long um, over the last years of their operation. And to be have, have kind of like access literally all areas, apart from some closed doors in the operations buildings, I could do what I want where I wanted it. And so wow. to go on exercise red flags with them and that kind of thing, and they're all there anniversary flights and normal operational days was was just amazing and that that culminated in in an air-to-air backseat in a t-38 at sunset with uh, flight four and it was one of those jets was the one with the, the american flag underneath painted underneath yeah we did some daylight work over the white sands missile range of, of um just one-on-one and then we brought the other three in after that and flowed around, did some cereals and breaks and stuff over the White Sands Ranges and the, and the New Mexico mountains and stuff. Uh, and flowed that into sunset. And then I got them to, to stack up uh, in an echelon left formation. And that, so it's probably that, that image of three stealth fighters against the sunset, because that was literally the last time it was going to happen ever, ever, you know, literally there was one flight one flight only and it could only happen on this day and it could never be repeated and it's with stealth fighters dude you know, do you know what I mean? yeah, pretty amazing so to be in the same airspace as them let alone actually commanding a flight and you know getting the results out of it was was incredible so and that that particular image i remember even like i can still almost feel the sensations even if i think about it hard enough of sitting in the back seat of that T-38 and, you know, just literally asking my pilot, because they're, they're good guys, they're quite high ranked in the 117 community, yeah. sort of majors and above. So they've got lots of time, lots of hours, lots of stick time. So my, my pilot was fantastic and he, he was able to just literally manoeuvre the jet within inches of, of where I needed it to be. Yeah. So, wow. you know, I remember like asking him to move it slightly more forward so I can get kind of the sun coming through the, the, the guy's oxygen mask cable. You know, I mean, that precise, you know, we were literally wow. inching around the sky and just being able to, to feel the jet moving backwards and forwards and then whipping them into that formation. Uh, number three is a bit out. If you look very closely, he's a little <laughs> bit out, but that, that's fine. It doesn't actually detract from it, which is OK. So um, and part of that as well is, is, is also remembering that I actually had the, the balls to ask the guys to change the canopy on the T-38 the night before. Because wow, yeah, this, this is yeah, this is pretty um nearly swore then (laughs) (laughs) hot stuff in that uh you know this this was for all the reasons i just said it's such a special shoot and uh i i got i did my ejection seat training and familiarization with the t38 and stuff and my canopy was awful uh it was just crazed and cracked and so jet dude you know it's it's been around a long time so i I actually had had to say look this is a sunset shoot and (sighs) explained the situation and explained how a bad canopy would, would would so dramatically affect the, the end result and what a disaster that would be. Uh, so uh, yeah, I had to, to pluck up the courage and ask if if they could actually you know change the jets and they couldn't. You know there was only one one aircraft available. Uh, explained went up the, the the chains. This is the day before the sortie and uh, yeah they they ended up working the, the night shift and changed the canopy on. On the aircraft, they had a spare new canopy on this on this T thirty eight for oh, wow. the sunset flight the next day. So, 
that's why there's no glare and aberration and you know out of focus weird stuff going on on that canopy because it's literally brand new wow um so to you know that that took some balls it really did yeah, really massive. you know you just can't can't it's, it's certain things you do in life don't you if you like can't believe you did it but it just it just had to be asked it had to be done and yeah yeah after, after building up a couple of years worth of trust that's really important isn't it in, in what we do mm -hmm. yeah trust and respect within uh that community and being able to deliver the results i already had done you know if i then had to come up with this crazy request and having just rocked up that day and never seen them before then that would have been a different conversation yeah but having worked so closely with them and built the relationships up relationships up because relationships are absolutely key yeah um i was able to to ask that question so to have that shot that clean uh with, with no weirdness in the canopy and remembering the sensations of the jet and how special it was to do that in the first place um and do you know what boys i'm actually really air sick <laughs> no yeah. way so I, I just filled a bag before that show <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on so it's quite yeah it's quite a special yeah. one that one i could have yeah could have chosen quite a few similar tales but um it, it probably yeah i think it has to be that one no fantastic no, that's amazing yeah no fair play um I mean, now that we've uh, hopefully not bored you with all of our questions, have you <laughs> right. for us? Yeah, I, I mean, I just love it. You know, we, we just touched on it a little bit earlier about um, back back when COVID hit, there wasn't actually an awful lot of entertainment for aviation photographers. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit different now, and that's awesome. You know, we've got the the current thing, but seeing what what you guys are doing and growing the, your community, and you know, also now you know working with you in terms of hosting your guys. Uh, the video side of things on uh, on current TV is just awesome. So I'd, I'd like to, I suppose, know what you see as the future for this kind of chat. Um, anyone feel like jumping in straight away? I, <laughs> go on, you go. Do you mean like recording like the, the podcast and such yeah, on Zoom? Well, no, a little bit more, not specifically on Zoom as such, but the the, the format that you've you've created here. You know, what what where do you see it going? Where do you, where are you able to take it? Do you think? I mean, I think it'd be great if we could um, meet more as a group, but obviously we are very widespread across the UK. Okay, and yeah. our jobs um, mean we are limited with time and everything else. Yeah. but I think I think. I think there will come a point where we might have like um, sort of like a Jamie Hunter style aviation barbecue hey, that's good as, as, as a group yeah. kind of thing. I think, I think that's definitely something that will be sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah, the aviation barbecue has been really good fun, actually. And that's, that's exactly that. It's, it's aviation and chat, isn't it? And it's, yeah. very, it's informal, but well done. You know, yeah. we're really proud of, of that, that particular thing it's it's been quite hard to get that going as well actually you know mm. and it's it's uh it's been going a little while now and it's it's um it's difficult to find the time as you say really to to get that, mm. that get that nailed but it's something we love doing um so yeah i'll definitely encourage that for sure for you to go down that route it's good fun it's funny because obviously where, where you say about like, where do we see obviously progress things like that it's very difficult to to because at the end of the day we didn't realize we'd get this far right um, before yeah, I forget, yeah. again, you know, the fact that we are now part of, you know, you've got us on co-op online and things like that. Yeah. We are incredibly grateful for it. You know, um, at the end of the day, we thought one day an idea came up of doing a podcast and having a chat and seeing who can get on. 
and it's just exploded. Like mm-hmm. it's love it. And, and like I say, and we're grateful to people like yourself who have taken that faith in us as well. Some of the guests we've had on as well, you know, it's it's amazing. So it's almost like it's progressing quicker than we actually can figure out where we might take it next. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, sometimes uh, that's good. You know, that that's it means you're not shaping it to one particular area, doesn't it? So and you're you're open to any development. So that's that's, that's a really it. healthy place to be as well. Yeah, yeah, because we've got we've got there's a quite a few of us, and we've all got whilst we all share the same passion, yeah, we all may have different ideas. Now, yeah, that's yeah. not to say we'll ever, you know, have a go at anyone for having a different idea. It's nice that we share them. Um, and it's always good to get different ideas because you know, at the end of the day, something that I might think of, someone else might not, someone that someone mm-hmm. thinks of, I might not. Mm. Um, so in terms of where we see this going from here, <sighs> in a way at the moment we're just seeing how things go and hoping yeah. you know just enjoying the the uh, ride right. the journey yeah man yeah. nice that's really cool ben mike have you got anything to add to that um yeah i think obviously i would agree definitely i think especially what you said about it being <laughs> a whirlwind ride Sure. Yeah. <laughs> straight, straight to the, uh, straight to the top, so to speak. Not that, <laughs> not, um, you know, we were able to get these really cool guests on um, after um, we're only on what was, was it episode eleven, I think, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, we've had, I think, ten of them have had um, guests that aren't in the group. Yeah. It's, it's very good. And um, yeah, yeah. You know, the, even the Instagram account has, has only been going what. It's mental. Yeah. And to be honest, we've probably got co-op to blame for that. (laughs) Martin and I actually met at the Waddington um shoot. Oh, did you? The whatever it was. APCV. Yeah. 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 Oh sweet. Um, That that is where this group was born. (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing oh that's that's so it's, all, it's all thanks to you right <laughs> that's mad precious pixels those shots now aren't they crikey they're, they're sentinel yeah oh. i got to their last to the last fight which is lucky as well which is good oh man yeah well that's amazing to me i love that i didn't yeah i, I thought you knew knew each other already from before actually i hadn't realized that was the, the first no, time oh, that's i think a few of us have been that's really cool We'd spoken before, haven't we, Martin? But not, yeah. not and then we obviously met there, and then it just kind of snowballed. <laughs> wow, mental. Ben, how about yourself? Have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's touching on what what Martin said about having like an aviation barbecue style um, pod. I think obviously COVID, you know, restrictions and all that. I think I could see ourselves soon doing a. Not a live, but a face-to-face meet with someone with a guest. You know, maybe at an airbase, maybe in a pub garden, something like that, or someone's garden, and just have that interaction of being face-to-face rather than doing it over a screen. I mean, don't get me wrong; there is nothing wrong with doing it over screen. I mean, we've spoke to guests in America. You know, we we would never be able to do um, pre pre or post COVID. but anyone that's in the UK that, you know, or comes over or we can go over or something like that to, to interview, um, I think that'd be that'd be one of the big next steps that we would we would take. 
You had me at pub garden, actually. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it can be organised, just obviously less of the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and less of those. <laughs> um, Rich, have you got any more questions at all, mate? No, I think that's... Yeah, no, I was really interested to, to hear about that. I, I, yeah, I love uh, seeing your journey so far, and I'm blown away that I was part of the, the kind of genesis of that in some small way. That's what, that's wicked. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really meant, meant something to me. Actually, it's really cool. Uh, that's what I love. I just love bringing people together and inspiring new things. And you know, uh, so I love the way that the, this whole the whole Av Geeks Assemble, AV Geeks Assemble, has, has grown. And uh, super excited to see where it, where it, where it goes next. And I think that's a really healthy place to be. Is like, yeah, we're just loving it. We're just doing what we're doing and open to anything. I mean, that's that's powerful stuff, lads. Good that's stuff. it. Yeah, because yeah. like we say, it's it's the passion of what it is that brought us together at the end of the day, you know? Because yeah. um, like I say, for me personally, I was brought into it because me and Martin used to chat, mm. you know? Every now we'd, we'd share shots, we'd tag each other in pictures. Um, one day he just sort of said, you know, um, you know, there's a few lads in a group chat, do you want to get involved? Yeah, sound. This was before the main pages had even been made. Yeah, and amazing. here we are, you know, 13, 14 months later, if not a bit longer, and we're, we've just hit 50,000 followers. That is outrageous, honestly. We, we so did cool. not see that coming. When we no. hit 1,000 followers, we were buzzing. We could not believe we'd hit 1,000 followers. Wow. Now, obviously, thanks to the big man behind the scenes, Alex, we've hit 50K. It's, yeah. it's, Epic. it's ridiculous. You know, where are we going to be next year? No yeah. idea. So what, what's the time scale for that, for that growth? And when did that start? Oh. It, it's I think... I, I, I'm not sure we could pinpoint it. Right, no, because um, like I say, we, we got the first few hundred, then we got a thousand, yeah. and it just started going from there. It's just all Amazing. of a sudden, it's just, I, I, I don't know, I, I genuinely couldn't tell you, but it's um, the, the growth has been phenomenal. Uh, don't get me wrong, it has come with its, as we've been saying, it's come with its critiques, it's come with its accusations of you've been buying followers, which it, it, <sighs> I, there's not really any way to respond to that other than no, it's just no. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's phenomenal, and I, I, you know, I'm sure I speak for everyone else, but I say I couldn't be prouder of each and every one of the people in our group, um, and obviously with the things we're doing, and obviously with thanks to the likes of yourself, um, the, the sky is the limit. Again, pardon the pun; they're quite easy with what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they are, aren't they? They are. Yeah, yeah. You do it without realizing, yeah. but um, yeah. Um, it's amazing and, and yeah we'll, like i say we'll just see where it goes really yeah yeah love it well done thank you thank you um well i mean that just about gets us back to base after another flight uh rich we hope you enjoyed it and there wasn't too much turbulence <laughs> no no i loved it loved every minute of it thank no, you and, and you know thank you for coming on as well we do appreciate your time um obviously you're a busy man uh so we do appreciate it there's a lot going um, on but it's all good that's it. Well, I mean, before we go, we'll go around the group so you can find us all on social media. Um, so again, we'll go by my screen. Martin, do you want to tell us what social media sites you're on and what your tags are? Sure. So it's Facebook and Instagram and it's Delta underscore wings underscore images. But before we move on, I just want to say, if you have got me on Instagram, can you go and check out the link in my bio? I am doing a three peaks challenge in September with my place of work, Bickenhill Airport. And we are raising money for charity. My chosen charity is Mind. So any and all support is much appreciated. So thank you very much. 
Yeah, go and check that out. Please go and check that out. Even if you don't donate, spread the word, share it, whatever you Thank can. You. It's for a good cause. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Martin, and good luck. Obviously, we'll be following you the whole way on that. Not uh, literally, because I've, I've done enough claim over the last couple of weeks and not done anything. Mike, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, on Instagram, Mike Keatley Photography. And just so you don't, so I don't have to spell it again, I'll put it on the screen when I edit the video. <laughs> uh, ben yourself uh, nice and easy just Ben underscore aviation underscore photography and that's uh, just Instagram uh, yeah it's just Instagram yeah ideal uh, myself uh, afterburner aviation that's both uh, Instagram and Facebook and then the man of the hour himself Rich do you want to tell us about your uh, online tags yeah so at uh, Rich Cooper UK for Instagram and I've got obviously then uh, cutonline.com which is my registered charity no it's not donate <laughs> 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 to that that's fine no so there's uh, all the w's then coap coap online.com is with where the membership's living uh and then center aviation photography on facebook center aviation photography on instagram uh but i also just love connecting with people personally so you just find my my own personal profile on, on facebook rich cooper um very welcome awesome nice one thank you mate appreciate that cool um, once again, thank you all for joining us for episode 11. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, which we definitely did. Uh, please drop us a DM on Instagram or join the Facebook group if you want to give us any feedback. Again, any and all feedback is welcomed. Uh, we do take it on board and we do listen. Uh, in episode 12, we'll have another special guest, a fast jet pilot who recently became a member of the Order of the British Empire. If you can figure out who we mean and would like to get your question answered by him, please send us a DM on Instagram at avgeeks underscore assemble, or we'll start a topic on our Facebook group, which is again, avgeeks assemble, for you to post your questions there. Um, so thank you again to this, week, the, this week's guest, Rich. Uh, we look forward to seeing you and your adventures with Coat. Uh, so everyone else, stay safe out there, and we will see you at the fence. Bye.